Hey, what's up? It's Nicole Brewster, also known as Coco. Thank you for tapping into the Elevate Him podcast, where we have tons of topics on how to support our men. Um, hey, what's up, everybody? It's Nicole Brewster, also known as Coco. Thank you for tapping into the Elevate Him podcast. Um, tonight's guest with me, I'm super excited. Um, we got Vincent Osborne and um, his background story. I'll let him tell the story, but I'm really intrigued at the fact that you wrote a book. And when I first got in contact, we actually, you know, had a conversation and I had seen the, the title of the book, Suicide Notes. Now, right. my background, um, a little bit about, you know, why and how I started to elevate him was because my brother committed suicide right. about 10 years ago. And so that sent me through a whirlwind. It was a lot of pain, a lot of, um, you know, I had no idea why I right. had no closure. I still live in that, you know, I've done some healing, but I'll never have closure or complete understanding of why. So right. when I saw the title, you know, I, I initially, this is kind of a side note, but I kind of thought, are these notes from people who left that behind right. as they were going to do that? And I was like, that would be really interesting. But when I got a chance to get to talking to you and, and know you and stuff in your backstory, it was just the way you did it in your book was very um, poetic. Right. And um, I'll let everybody hear from you um, what that's all about. But um, I just want to say thank you for coming on. I'm excited for you to share your story okay. and people can actually like reach out and get your book. So all right. well, let's just start. So um, how and what inspired you to write a book um, initially? Like what was your thought process that that's what you wanted to do? Well, um, honestly, I was, uh, well, I was married for eight uh, or nine years, close to nine years. So I was married for about nine years and um, I found myself going through some pretty tough times. One of the main things that I realized is that um, I had a experience and that experience just kind of took me to a place that was completely dark. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't a, 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 an experience inside my life that uh, could, that was helping me to move forward. And so because I was kind of stuck mm -hmm. in that experience, what I chose to do was to, um, to express myself. Mm -hmm. I, I knew I needed to talk to somebody. I knew that I couldn't really relate um, with a lot of people. I knew that I couldn't really express myself directly. So what I decided to do was um, I took to poetry. I've always been um, a poet. I've always um, done uh, poetry. But Did you always like writing? Of course, with poetry, but have you just always liked writing growing up? I've always liked writing. Um, everybody in my family is an artist. Okay. Everybody in my family is an artist, and they're 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 all very um, they're all very open. Um, one of the main things that I want to speak of is that I grew up in Long Beach, California. Mm -hmm. uh, Long Beach, California is a tough place. I went to an academy. Um, I went to um, Jackie Robinson Academy. Um, at Jackie Robinson Academy, one of the main things that I learned is just um, the importance of friendship, the importance of communication. When I ended up going to Poly, um, Poly High School is one of the most mm -hmm. popular football high schools in Long Beach, California. Um, I remember I had a um, a tenth grade teacher, and so my tenth grade teacher, I, my my dad was always big on computers and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So he was just like, "Hey, look, man, I got you a computer. Take it to school. Do your do your studies." So I went to school, and I was like, "Hey, look." Um, so at school, I'm going to start doing my studies. And I remember this one girl comes over to me and she's just like, hey, you know, um, let me play on your computer. I was playing Street Fighters. And then, uh, <laughs> and then um, um, after after I set it all up for her and said, yeah, you can play on my computer. You know, I was uh, I was trying to be as nice as possible. Right. And so um, I, I was letting her play on my computer. And then um, basically... Um, I remember my 10th grade poetry teacher, she corrected me, you know, she said, Hey, look, you know, you don't, you don't want to give all of yourself to a person because you, you want interest. Mm. And I remember the poem that I wrote after that, it was just like, okay, I'm, I'm finally starting to, to see 
how important it is for me to communicate how I feel as opposed to just saying, you know, really, really, of course, right. Saying not, not, not what it is. Cause that's very, very, very important too. And many times that's important. That's an important form of poetry. Two days ago, I was, you know, thinking to myself and I, and I had this epiphany, like, Hey, look, I need to write right now. Sometimes I feel like that. I got to write right now. So I, I pick up my phone. I'm like, I'm about to write this poem. And it's, it's, it's so ebonic. It's just ridiculous. It's like everything about it was, I'm about to spell this out completely in a form that is going to be able to talk to the, the most open soul. And so when I did that, when I was like, look, I'm about to just talk, talk to myself and say, Hey, look, this is, this is exactly what I need to do. I wrote those poems. It was two poems and immediately I erased them on accident. Oh, damn. Yes. So that's, <laughs> that's, that's kind of one of the things that I, I started to realize is that, you know, I have to take a lot of more, I have to take a lot more responsibilities, mm-hmm. um, or, or, or rather a lot more responsibility in what I do mm-hmm. and, um, just be keen on my, um, my approach to the art form. Yeah. You know, I yeah. mean, poetry is something that I've always studied. I went to black studies before, you know, I, I, I try to do my best to focus on the importance of my um, experience mm-hmm. and connection with other people. And so, right. and I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just thinking when, as you were saying that, I'm thinking like, so when you realize how good you are, right? right when you realize, man, I really have a talent and you're able to speak with emotion and you're writing this stuff down, I mean, how does that make you feel when you kind of get it out? Do you feel like you're you're getting it out on paper and it, you feel better, like the result of that, or do you feel like you still have a position of holding on to something? So as you're as you're writing, like, what are you feeling? I don't feel like it all belongs to me. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't feel like it's something that I'm like, okay, look, um, this is this is what I have, this is what I'm giving, mm-hmm. because. Um, I believe in earth and I've always have, I always be, believe in earth. I, I, I definitely believe in God mm-hmm. and in, in, in my, in my, um, interpretation of things, I think about the reception process, but also the perception process. And so, um, one of the main things I don't try to write for is just the common ear. I try to write for the soul. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's difficult. It's, it's not something that you can just say, okay, I'm about to put out a poem, you know? Yeah. I'm about to go, I'm about to go. It's right. just like, I'm about to get in the car, go, go, go to the club. You get to the club. I don't really want to dance. I just wanted to be here and drink. And right. Drink. Right. You're not going to have a good time. Yeah. You're not going to be able to say, Hey, look, this is what, this is everything that I needed once, once I uh, get there and say, Hey, look, I'm having a great time. This is perfect for me. Um, you know, and you might mean well, but intention, that's, that's, that's the main thing. I mean, um, I think about the intent that I put into my first book. It was crazy. Um, my first book, my wife was working every day. She was a nurse. Mm-hmm. I have a seven-year-old daughter. Nice. Her name is Sana. Mm-hmm. Um, she's the, the star of my life. Right. Um, uh, when I when I when I think about my my daughter, she she every day as I was pro- producing my book, we would practice yoga. Mm-hmm. Okay. We would uh, work out. We would uh, do Tai Chi. We would uh, uh, learn about recycling. And one of the main inspirations that I've had was that I needed her to know that no matter what, she had a voice. She had a a speaking platform. She had the ability to say how she felt regardless of idea or or regardless of concept. And so that's that's one of the main things. I mean, obviously, there's you know tons of stuff that can hold a person back. Right. Um, I grew up on peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Yes, and I did a pancake mix. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, if I have another pancake, yikes! You know. Right. So yeah, you obviously grew up as type of way, and so that kind of Absolutely. morphs over a little bit. So explain a little bit about your background as far um, as growing up. Uh, it was it was difficult. Um, my grandmother's from Mississippi. She was a farmer. Mm, okay. She was a farmer. She uh, she's a very tough woman. She's a very tough woman. She was very focused. My father married my mom. Um, 
my my mother uh, is a superhero in dna clothing (laughs) she uh she she's taught me so so much about patience she taught me so much about um just focusing my mind um being uh truthful to what i want to become being truthful to who i am regardless of any situation because one of the the main things that um i've seen i actually i i actually had an opportunity to work with her and as I worked with her, with her, I um, I had a opportunity to meet many of the people who she had worked with, mm-hmm. and these people were elderly people. These people were people who had lived their lives, mm-hmm. you know, who had. They um, have some of the best stories. They, right? they have some right. of the best just concepts of life. Absolutely, the wisdom and the structure of what they've gone through, and you can learn a lot from a person. Absolutely, who's lived eighty plus years, you know. So yeah. So what did you learn, maybe, in that process of learning of being around the people that she worked with? Well, one of the main things that I learned was just that, um, you know, when when they're when they're they're telling you something, and when they're trying to get you to do something. Um, how to digest what they're saying mm-hmm. and it's it was it was difficult at first because I was very very young mm-hmm. but um I also learned that um the good that she had did just was something that they truly appreciated you know what I mean it wasn't yeah. something it it wasn't something that they could talk to people about but they showed it you know and I remember my older sister telling me, hey, look, Vincent, um, mom worked inside a convalescent home for 25 years. We got angels. You know what I mean? And that's, that's, that's very nice. You know, it, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's, it was, um, it's been something that's encouraged me. I've grown up in Long Beach, California. I mean, I, I went to high school during a time where they had, um, you know, uh, gang rights. Mm-hmm. Gang, gang rights right at school. I remember walking down the street and my brother Jermaine was simply associated with one of the gangs. And um, one of the people who I call cousin um, was uh, walking down the street and seeing me and say, Vincent, we got an airplane run down the street. And I've always been kind of oblivious to the world. I've always been kind of separate from what what was going on, living in my own world. And they were just like, yeah, man, we got to run down the street because... Um, you know, is is people coming to to try to get us because we know Jermaine? And I'm just like, um, my brother, even though we all make mistakes, has has never has never um, done any, he. Well, one of the main things we say is he's he's never killed nobody, <laughs> so he's 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 never done anything to really truly hurt anybody. And it was one of the the main things that I I do realize from 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 going to high school is that we live in a time period as generation Z that is, um, or generation X rather that, that is, um, suffering from the ramifications of the baby boomers who basically, um, were focused on themselves. They are focused on themselves. They are focused on, their feelings are focused on their intent. It really hit me kind of hard in 10th grade. I had this, um, this, uh, I, well, I'll tell you the whole story. I went to, I went, I was in Mississippi. I, we, we moved in Mississippi. So I lived in Mississippi. I was, no, it was Texas. I was in Texas. Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. And we lived in one of the wards. And so one of the wards in Texas is kind of just one of the most rundown areas, one of the most poorest areas. And my sister didn't really get all her credits for graduating high school. So because she didn't get all her credits for graduating high school, what she ended up doing was going to um, uh, one of the um, accredited schools in order to give you more, more credits. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so as she got more credits, um, you know, I had to go to the school with her just to keep her safe and, you know, watch out for her. Um, I remember uh, this on the one of the first days that we went there, these, these guys was talking to her and I had to tell them to leave her alone. But when we got to the school that that on that same bus ride, 
the entire parking lot was covered with individuals standing outside with their shirts off trying to fight because of the gang war. Mm. And we didn't pay too much attention. You know, we were just like, well, that's crazy. And so we went to school that that day. And so when, when we went to school that, that day, my sister was going to be singing inside of a talent contest. And so I decided to join the talent contest. So I read this poem called Generation X. And Generation X was a poem speaking about our generation and how much responsibility we had on us. Now, was, this wasn't a poem that you wrote. This is just a poem that you are familiar with. This was a poem that I wrote. Oh, so you did write it. Okay, so this started very early on. Yes. Through experiences, through things that are happening. Absolutely. You're moving, you're, you know, with your mom, you're with your sister, you're doing all this stuff. And so you've, you've been inspired by different movements to create the the poetry in you. Absolutely. So you're now in this position, you're doing your poetry. Go ahead. Yes. And, and one of the, the crazy things I can say about that is um, I got married at 19. Okay. I got married at 19. So my wife, when she first met me, one of the main things I did for her was write her, write her poetry, obviously. Right. It was like, hey, I'm going to be as... Nice as, gestures. Of course. I Take mean, notes. flowers, poetry, <laughs> the, as, as best as I, right. I can do. Right. Um, and it was it was difficult because as time went on and we had problems and different things like that, when I came to the, the book that I was going to write, I found myself sitting inside the living room. I was um, there alone. I, I, uh, I had complete silence. Mm-hmm. I remember feeling aches and pains and feeling terrible, but realizing that I had a calling to write the book. I actually had got a Bible reading. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got a Bible reading. My sister believes in Jah. So I got a Bible reading. When I got the Bible reading, um, what I decided to do was um, kind of sit myself down. The, the initial Bible reading said um, that I'm going to open up a restaurant. So I watched some videos, and I was trying to do my own research and trying to figure out, hey, look, you know, how do I connect with my ancestors? How how do I, you know, find my root in what I'm doing. Mm. And one of the the main things that I ended up doing was um, realizing that it wasn't about power. It wasn't about trying to get an advantage at all. It was actually about trying to see what the good that I could receive and the good that I can also give. Mm -hmm. But I couldn't give the good because I was locked up. You know, it was like, oh, okay, I have all these things I need to try to do. I remember it being dead silent. I remember doing meditation. I remember, um, um, you know, just feeling feeling like I have to get this done. The Bible reading was interesting because um, my ancestor said that, um, where's your book? I do remember that. She asked me, Where, where's your book? Somebody told me, I think it was my sister. She said, they asked, where's your book? I said, they, they, they said, you're supposed to write a book. Where's your book? So I'm sitting down and I'm at, um, I'm at my, my place in Portland with, 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 with my ex-wife. And I said, Hey, listen, I'm going to write a book. Okay. And so when I, so when I said, so when I said, I'm, I'm going to write a book, she always, she's, she's a nurse. So she's very technical. So she said, Hey, look, um, yeah, that sounds good. You need to go ahead and do it. So the first day she comes home and she's just like, so what are you doing? I said, I already have um, the first couple of poems written and I'm looking for people online who might want to write a a book Mm -hmm. of poetry with me. Mm -hmm. The interesting part about it is um, one of my old friends from California, her name is Daisy Bjorquez. And Daisy Bjorquez is from um, the Dominican Dominican Republic. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and she's, she's one of the coolest people that I, that I know she was suffering from mental health way before I was, or from, from a mental health issue way, way before I was. And she was just going through problems and she was just like, man, this is difficult. Um, I don't know why I'm having these problems. We both went to the same church. Um, and it was just like, Hey Vince, I'm an artist. I know you're an artist. We need to connect. So we connected on Instagram. And so on Instagram, it was it was kind of crazy because when I all of a sudden had all this energy, I was studying, I was trying to do you know mantras, 
I wasn't just trying to do any type of poetry. I was trying to do poetry that was going to inspire people, something that they could wake up every morning and read read the poem. Mm-hmm. And after they read that poem, they were just like, hey, look, this poem is actually making me feel better. Okay. Um, years later, um, up, up here in Portland, I ended up doing uh, some door-to-door poetry, I mean, book, book sales, poetry book sales. And as I did these poetry book sales, um, it was it was it was crazy because I remember this one girl. She walked up and she was she was crying. She was having like a bad day. I said, "Hey, listen, read read my book." And then um, she messaged me on Instagram and she was just like, "Oh my goodness, you know that was a really good good book." And I and I, and I like your uh, mantras. And one of the main things I, I told her is that it's something that you should read every morning. It was it was it was almost like. Um, my spiritual calling was telling me, hey, look, these people, these ideas, these concepts was the right direction. Mm-hmm. Um, this person who I worked with, who was very, 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 very kind to me, and she was also very, very um, ambitious. Her name is uh, Sabrina Eden. Sabrina Eden got with me, and she was just like, Vince, this book is amazing. I can't wait to start doing all these, uh, these, these pictures, have these pictures ideas and I'm out and I want to write some poetry. So my concept was like, Hey, listen, what we're going to do is we're going to share our poetry via candlelight. And so, so at this point you have a collaboration of other people. Uh, so it's Daisy in the, in the group at this point, this other person. So yes, now you're starting to kind of bring people in. Absolutely. So, okay. So it's, it's Daisy. She was suffering with mental health. And I, what, what I did was I put out a banner. I said, Hey, listen to Instagram. If there's anybody who wants to write poetry, I'm suffering from mental health. I'm putting a book together. Surprisingly, they attracted to me like magnets. Mm-hmm. It, was, it wasn't something I had to you wait You realize for. that people really are going through some stuff. And right? that's the crazy part. And they keep part. it inside, right? This is how we kind of do things. This is the human nature, mainly more in men, right? right? Men kind of seem to, you know, harden that that part. They don't want to talk about things. They don't like to have anybody that they can, you know, relate with. Um, they don't want to be judged, right? Mm-hmm. There's all these different things. And so when you have somebody who is opening that up mm-hmm. and you see, wow, a lot of people are suffering, men and women. Absolutely. Um, this is a platform I'm going to give you to share uh, what you're going through. Now, at right. this point... You and your wife are still together. Yes. Okay. So we have you guys together. You've written this book. Now, was this the first book that we're talking about tonight? The Suicide Notes? This is the Suicide Notes. Okay. So let me ask you a question about that because suicide in itself is a very icky word, right? Nobody right. likes to, to think that, to, to talk about that. That's why it is a taboo. And we got to break that silence. We got to get people to open up so they don't have those thoughts. Absolutely. Um, but... What made you come up with the title first, real quick? What was that? What was the suicide note title for? One of the main things I did before anything, I I believe in uh, testing the food out. That's my concept. It's like um, my grandmother is an amazing cook, and so I'm always like, "Hey, look, I'm going to, you know, try it. Right. Eat some. If it tastes great, then we're going to go in that direction. I don't want to just say, "Hey, look, this is my idea. We're going to put it all together." So when I got together, I said, hey, listen, guys, what I want is amazing energy. I was, I, I'm the CEO. I, um, I constructed the group. Mm-hmm. I told all the individuals inside the group, hey, listen, you guys, um, you guys bring your energy, whatever it is, whether it's sad, good, bad, up, down, bring your energy and tell how you feel openly. Mm-hmm. Now, these individuals who are working with me, Daisy Bjorquez, Sabrina Eden, Spencer, Ross and Umbunku. Um, I forget her last name. Umbunku. That's that's her name. She's from Ni- from Nigeria. Okay. It's interesting. I remember one of her first texts. We were having some arguments and we were just like, man, I got this poem and this poem is dope and I'm having some hard time writing and I don't believe we should do it this way. And I said to to Sabrina because she's one of the the main people who was helping uh, orchestrate the pictures for the for the book. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? Um, however your delivery comes to you, do it that way. That's I'm a, I'm a solid firm because yeah. that could have been her her talent, right? The way that she articulates emotion and feelings and stuff. So everybody's different. Absolutely. Okay, so you opened that to her to say just write whatever. 
Yes, and one of one of the the sad things about her situation is she was suffering um, from breakup with her boyfriend. She um, she had a photographer who she used to work for who took advantage of her mm. and didn't pay her for her work. And so one of the main things she was communicating to me is just how difficult it was for her to um, open up and to be um, to be just just in just in open book the way that we were on the book. Um, or like vulnerable, vulnerable. Right, absolutely. Right. Sorry that's that's that. a yeah. tough one. Yeah. I, mean, I think a lot of people struggle with that, you know, being to be open, to be transparent, to be vulnerable. Absolutely. Right. That's a, that's a scary place. But when you do it in a way where you realize, okay, it's going to help somebody or they're going to break free from those traumas and those things, um, it can do amazing, amazing things by, by being transparent and vulnerable right now. That's, you, now you see the work, and helping other people. That's 100%. Um, you know what? She she took a leap. Um, she trusted the way that I was guiding. And it wasn't just for her. It was, mm-hmm. it was for the entire group. One of the main things is um, in Buku's poetry was written from her in English. But it was a translation from Nigerian. Um, so she was she was communicating how she felt, and so one of the main things I didn't want to do is tell individuals, "Hey, look, you know this is this is a, a hard, fast set rule, especially on something so sensitive like the suicide notes." Mm-hmm. Every person in the group had their own dealing with actual suicide. They're, they they had their own experience with mental health. Okay, so the, in that retrospect, so suicide, there's different layers, right? So there's um, there's the contemplation right right so some people obviously just think about it they know okay that's not what i want to do then you have people who really internalize that and like you said it kind of builds into the mental health part of things like they really struggle with the depression and the anxiety and all that other stuff that can lead into those thoughts right and then you have the ones that really think and do right um it's kind of a crazy story um just real quick i had a gentleman the other night um, I was suiting him at Elevate Him, and um, he had asked me, you know, how'd you get started? Like, what's all this? This is so cool. And he brought his kids with them, so I was like, oh, yeah, you know, this is my brother. I had a picture of my brother on the on my desk, and right. I kind of just gave him a backstory. And I could tell, because he instantly was like, man, my friend did that 12 years ago. And he goes, and I still haven't really recovered from that, right? Because you just don't. I don't, I mean, I don't know anybody who's ever recovered from losing somebody that way. And he, you know, I said, yeah, it's very tough. And he starts choking up. Like he starts feeling like he's going to, you know, get very emotional. And he goes, you know what, if it wasn't for them, and he pointed at the kids. And it just, it just, it was sad because it's like, we've all been in that dark place. Right. But that's the only thing that's saving him right. was the kids. Right. And so it made me just kind of feel like, damn, you know, there's a lot of people hurting for different reasons, breakups, divorces, you know, uh, loss of a loved one, you know, just their own, you know, feeling about themselves. Absolutely. They feel judged. They feel outcasted, all these things. And so, um, yeah, there's different layers to suicide. So as you're working with your team and you're, you're kind of collecting the data, everybody is struggling with some form of that thought right that that depression so were you yourself in any point in that time ever thought of suicide that's an interesting question it's not something i talk to people about often um but i will disclose that uh so i would say probably a month before i had the idea to write the book i was sleeping every day i was in bed um i wasn't getting out of bed i would watch um cartoons in my bed with my daughter all day long and one of the main thoughts that I had was um, suicide. So I got out of bed, and it was snowing in Oregon. And I walked to the side of the freeway, and I sat in the snow and fell asleep. So, Damn. Yes. Yeah, so um, was so, that just like that was your way out? That you just felt that that um, was it for you? You know what? It was. It was just. It was a little bit too much on my plate. It was something that um, that I was. Um, I wasn't communicating with anybody. I had yeah. very, very, very dark, dark thoughts, yeah. obviously. And it was just, um, it was, it was difficult. It yeah. was difficult. It wasn't, um, it wasn't um, something that I can say that it was the best decision yeah. because after I did that, I got up, I walked back inside the house. I had written a suicide note. Mm-hmm. 
and I ended up telling my um my wife what I did, and she was just like, "Hey, listen, you need to go um, talk to a psychiatrist, or something like that, and get your and get get your life together, start taking medication." And you know, it was it was difficult for me, but one of the main things that I was able to do was just to um, start to reason a little bit better because. Um, regardless of if I wasn't willing to live for my life, I was. You had a baby um, girl. Yes, I, of course. I was. Yeah, I was trying to 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 live for her, and um, that's when I made those transitions. I started to get the butt together. I started to um to get get people on a um uh, a focused track who were also suffering. Yeah. Um, I remember when me and Sabrina did the end of the book when we when we started to talk about what we were going to write at the end of the book and we did the numbers and we was just like astounded by the numbers the amount of people who commit suicide is mm-hmm. way more higher than the actual uh death rate yeah i mean not the death rate the murder rate and so it's like all these all these people who are suffering silently all these people who are who are not communicating um poetry was one of the main things that drove us uh, I, I know daisy she did this poem where she was crying. She was crying. She was pouring her heart out. And all the poems are on YouTube. They're all on the Lost Poets uh, YouTube page. And you can go and just check out all the poems via candlelight. And she's expressing her, her herself and she's crying. She's talking about her own experience. And I remember a time where we were sitting inside the living room in Long Beach, California. And we were just like, hey, um, man, this is one of the, the best times. I made jello shots for everybody and we were all dancing around and having a good time. And it was just like, man, this is one of the the um the best uh I would say uh engagements that that we've that we've had. And even at that time I think she was she was taking met met, yeah. uh, met rather uh, give me a second. Right I'm gonna say the right word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Medication um for um bipolar disorder. Okay. And so because she was taking medication for bipolar disorder, you know, she was, you know, a little more reserved and many times people don't realize um why. Why um a person might be a little bit more reserved, but it's many times because it what I've knew about her is what I've known about her is she she had some bad experiences. Um like traumas. Trauma, triggers. traumas. Yeah, yeah. Sabrina had bad experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, Spencer came to me as a young man, and he was just like, hey, man, I've read some of your poetry, and I'm really astounded by it, but I don't understand why you make your line breaks the way that you make them, and I don't understand you know, what drives your poetry. It's almost like you already want, to, want a person to feel a certain way at the end of the poem. And so... I told him he's going to be the youngest poet on the book, but what I ended up doing is tell him read some verses from the book of Proverbs. So he read the verses and he was just like, I understand what you mean now because it's almost like when when a, when a person's reading 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 my poetry, I can communicate myself in a way that's more effective if I copy not not copy but follow that um that the orient- traditional right right, right the, the traditional format and yeah. that's just what was best for him i mean it's all different types of poetry out there i ended up writing mantras and i communicated the fact that they were mantras um not necessarily trying to uh do magic but just having a person repurpose an idea inside their head so many times that they actually start to internalize it mm. and it's I mean, it's 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 been a, a process. But one of the things I want to do before we cut the show, I'm mm-hmm. not sure how yeah. how much yeah, we got a little bit more time, but for okay. sure. Yeah. OK, I wanted to read um, if my phone is not dead. I wanted to read uh, a couple of my poems for my upcoming book. OK. Ortis. OK, so let's go from that. So. Here you guys, you're celebrating, you finished the book. Right. Everybody's kind of like, wow, we did this. We went through some stuff. Sorry about um, that. And here you guys are celebrating the book. Um, it's out, mm-hmm. right? So we can find your book where for the suicide notebook? So you can go to Amazon.com. Okay. And then you can look up Vincent Joseph Osborne III. And you can also look up The Lost Poet Suicide Notes. Um, and that's the first book. Okay. So that's the first one. So 
as you're now kind of going, wow, this is definitely a passion. This is making me feel better. You know, life is still kind of transitioned, right? Absolutely. So at this point, now you are divorced, right? right? So life is still happening, but you are still um, putting yourself in a position of healing. You're putting your position into, you know, your passion. And it's actually changed your mind, I'm assuming, at this point in life. Right. Um, so where are you now, like, with your, you know, your depression and what you were going through before? Like, where are you? Um. I mean, every day is a struggle for everybody. So it's not a cakewalk. I get that. Right. People are always. But, you know, when I, when I say that because, you know, the research I've done when it comes to suicide and depression and stuff like that, men suffer three times, you know, sometimes even four times than women. Right. And so that's what really made me think, well, I got to do something. I got to create resources. I got to create support for men because we're losing them at a fast rate. And like I've said before, if it was anything else that had to do with women, breast cancer, right. we would be on top of it. We would be doing the most to get women the support and, and, and fundraising. But here we don't really tap into that when it comes to suicide, plus it being male driven. You right. know, more men are doing this. And because I feel like there is that lost, that hope, um, they don't have the support, you know, um, there's a lot of double standards in this world. Right. There's, there's, you know, a lot of demasculating, like we talked about prior, you know, there's right. things that are happening to men that have just allowed them to feel like, screw it. You know, what am I here for? What am I doing? Like if it wasn't for my kids and that's sad because as a man and you're struggling with certain things, like right. this is a real serious issue. So as you're doing that, and I, again, like we know that it's not a cakewalk every day. We have to struggle with our battles and stuff like that. But where do you feel like you're obviously in a better place? And, and the writing, the poetry and the books have allowed you to free yourself from your, you know, your thoughts like that. Well, that's that's one of the, the, the main things I do want to be able to talk about is just um, before my experience, after I got divorced, I had a mindset. It was of a younger man. I got married young, but I had a mindset that was. Uh, central focus that was that was not as um, per, perceiving as I wanted it to be, and so I I ended up um, I ended up learning through um, through some very 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 decent people, some very very de de decent women rather who had took took interest in me and said, "Hey, listen, we understand what you're going through. Um, I want you to to." to know that the people who focused on you before are not just there focusing on you because they want something from you. And initially, um, I remember when it dawned on me, I had this idea of um, resilience. I, I was like, hey, look, I, I need to be resilient. I need to be um, strong enough to continue to proceed for." Forward in, in order to protect and to provide and to help these people. Every man, probably, I would say any good man would, would need to, um, to our things, things that way. Mm -hmm. Says, hey, listen, I want to be the protector, the provider. But one of the main things is um, I wasn't necessarily taught how to display weakness from my father. So it it's not something that I'm... I actually, I'm very grateful to him for that. Mm -hmm. I'm very grateful. I'm very grateful to him for um, being a, a strong pillar in my family. But it's it's um, it's something that I regret that my ex-wife didn't have a chance to see because I do appreciate everything that I learned throughout that process. Um, it was a very difficult process. Mm -hmm. I was homeless. I was on the street. I was sleeping outside. I was sick. I was in pain. I didn't have shoes on. I went through crazy processes where I lost everything. I didn't have any clothes, and it was not it was not something that I had ever experienced in my life before. Mm -hmm. I ended up in jail 16 times, and I didn't commit any crimes. I was a position in my life that I had basically went out on this path trying to find what I needed in order to validate myself, realizing after the fact that the things that I had and the people who were around me were already giving me validation. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was, it was, a, it was a sore spot for me. Um, initially when I was going through it, I couldn't understand everything, 
But as I got to the end of it and I was trying starting to make better better decisions, I remember coming up on the idea from my third book. I had come up with two ideas. The first idea was um, no no's. And the second idea was Ortis. And Ortis is a Latin word for rise. Mm-hmm. And so the concept for for Ortis was a an idea that um, that I wanted people to realize within themselves that even if even if you are going through problems or even if you have something some some sort of pain that you're dealing with, it's not necessarily just for people who are dealing with completely dark thoughts or morbid issues. Mm-hmm. It's for people who wake up in the morning time and say, "Hey, look." It's it's a difficult process for me. It's it's kind of hard for me to get my thoughts together for today. I need yeah. some something to go with my orange juice, mm-hmm. and so um, that concept is something that um, I went I went beyond uh, or rather above and beyond to try to get as many of the previous authors that I had involved with. Right now, it's just me and Daisy. Okay. So, so this is just for the third book, you two. Right, right. So there was a book in between. Yes. And then that was kind of still with some of the same people, the same concept. Absolutely. Driven by poetry. Yes. Now we're on the third book. Dang, he's just on a mission. <laughs> tearing it up with the books. Absolutely. So now you're on your third book um, with just two of you, mm-hmm. but still the same heart, the same passion, the same things that are driven right. to poetry right. um, of experiences and stuff like that. Really quick, where do you see like your next step? Because you're making these these steps. You right. shared a lot tonight about just the street, the hurt, you know, obviously the, the bringing up, you know, as right. far as just a child and what you see and what you go through. But you've made these steps and, and look at you. You've, you've accomplished three books. Right. Um, you you seem like you are still feeling good about life. You're in a good place. Right. Um, you know, again, we we have our days, but. Like you said, something that can go with your oranges. That's really cute. I like that. But, you know, it's a simpler reminder. Do you go back and kind of read your books as just like a, a hey, I need to kind of check in with myself? What I do sometimes is I go back and I read the other author's poems. Okay. Um, I'm in like uh, tremendously grateful. Just recently I was able to do payroll okay. and I did payroll and I paid everybody. And I was just like, yeah. I, was, <laughs> I was just like, man, yeah, you know, you know, it's it's not a ton of money. You know, right. authors authors have have a uh, have to to really do their best to to make the 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 ballpoint pen yeah. meet the paper on that, and it's um it's 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 difficult. But I appreciate the passion that went into it. It was so much love amongst all of us. Every day we would get together and we would be writing to each other and we'd say, hey, what do you think about this poem? What do you think about that poem? We would have these conversations and be talking to each other. And I remember when he, uh, when um, S- S- Sabrina Eden <clears throat> um, did the, uh, did those, those photos. Mm-hmm. And these photos are so dope. The first picture that she sent me was a picture of a tree with an apple on it. And so one of the concepts I was studying in spirituality was the seed. And it was just like, oh, man, these these new concepts came to me. It wasn't something I grew up with, but it was an idea to realize how important Mother Earth is. Mm-hmm. And so we took that that picture and it's on it's on the, the front of the uh, the uh, book, the uh, apple with with the uh, tree. Mm-hmm. And it's is very is very, 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 very dope because. Um, it it was all about organics. It's all about the beginning, the the natural process, mm-hmm. and so um, the readers have an opportunity to see what was really inside of our intent, inside of our mind when they when they put the book together, when they when they when they accept the book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, um, one of the main things is um, or when they get the book, one of one of the 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 uh, main things that I can say is um. All of the the participants realized what they were doing. It was like it was like um, Spencer would hit me up and say, "Hey, man, I got like five new poems, and I can't believe I'm actually writing this much." So, um, about two years in, after the second book, I mean, the first book was completely finished. 
I did instructional videos. I said, hey, look, everybody, we got to get together. We're going to go out and make some money. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting because I hadn't made that much money from Amazon. It was only like a couple hundred dollars. And I was like, man, I'm struggling, but I need to make some money. So I get together and I go up to Tigert. And in Tigert, I'm, um, I'm out and I'm like, hey, look, I'm going to put a suit on and I'm going to, you know. Oh, a suit. Would you imagine that? Right. <laughs> a, a professional image as, yes. as best as possible. And right, um, right. I I put it together and I'm just like, hey, look, um, um, you guys, I want you to copy this process. So I go over to New Seasons and I talk to some of the store managers and just like, hey, let's, I mean, hey, listen, you can, um, you can set up here and it's, you know, it's a pretty cool process. And, mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm loving, you know, uh, the setup. I go out there. Um, I, I put about what 30, 40 bucks out there. I make about $800. Um, and I tell my team that and they're just like, Whoa, you know, so that's something that Daisy, she actually took to, not everybody was able to do the same mm-hmm. thing, but, Daisy went right right into it and started to do her own thing and start making some decent money and it was it was um a godsend. It was something to to really realize that we took our time. Um I remember sitting up it was like three or four nights back to back trying to figure out how to publish a book and just my head messing with me and I'm in complete silence and I remember the pain that I went that I, that I actually put into um, into putting the book together, and it was difficult. It was difficult. It was just like it was like um, I didn't want to give up. Mm-hmm. I knew I had to do it, mm-hmm. but at the end of the process, three three revisions, <laughs> um, having an editor. Two, two people edit and mm-hmm. then putting the book together after all of that just saying hey look you know I finally put together something some sort of piece of artwork that I can give to the world um, after that I ended up on the street and when I was on the street I had an elderly woman an elderly woman asked me you know you know uh, what can you be re- remembered by mm-hmm. and I told her oh I've actually written a book mm-hmm. and she was just like so we so we have an author and it was it was memorable for me, not because it was just her trying to give me the accreditation or the praise. It was something that I had to remember myself that when you sit down and you actually put yourself, your heart and soul into something, mm-hmm. the world will receive it. And right. It was it was beautiful for me. It was beautiful for our group. Um, his next book that we actually I want to talk about the second book. Sorry okay. about that. I want to talk about the second book. The second book is completely dope. I don't want to skip over it. Um, it's written by uh, Salim um, Coyote uh, Mboku, um, and I forget the I forget one of my writers' names. It was it's kind of hard to pronounce. It's like Aganjianda mm-hmm. or something like that. But um, it's uh, a group of individuals who got together, and it's fierce. It's it's like we are fighting. We want we, we we wanted people to know what our experience was in 2019, mm. being black from all over the world. So one of the cool things is it's not just being black from Africa or being black from America. Yeah. They were they. I wouldn't say poor. One of one of the um, writers is a um, what he's a. a He's a um I can't think of I can't think think of the word. He's a uh engineer. Okay. He's an engineer and Coyote went to um a a uh, academy and she and she has awards and um I can't think of it, but he, um, he, one of the other writers, um, he also has awards and he's, he's a very laid, laid back guy. And it's, it's very, very, very cool because all these writers brought all this, this these different types of, of, of artwork. It was mm-hmm. artwork from all over the world. I put some, some very dope, very hip hop, very, very, 
um, I would say uh, just our archaic style stunch stunch um, um, just realness. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't have a better way to explain it than that. We'll There's, just have to check the book out, right? <laughs> right? You're just like, just go get the book. Absolutely. Okay. Please, please check out the book. It's called Black in 2019 by the Lost Poets. It's also part of the conglomerate. Uh, the the Lost Poets is um, the conglomerate on YouTube. It's also the, the conglomerate on um, on Amazon. So okay. you can check out both. And it's also going to be the Lost Poets okay. uh, artist. So it's all kind of collaborated with the first book as well. Yes. So we can find it all at the same spot. Absolutely. Now is the third book the same way? So we can find, well, you're not even done with the third book. Um. So I'm actually about halfway done with the third book. Okay. I don't. I don't so have... we'll stay tuned for book three, but again, that'll probably be the same platform. So everything that you are writing and putting out there will be on those, uh, the Amazon and the Lost Poets and all right. that stuff. So you are keeping it all tied in together so we can easily find your your books. Absolutely. And that's, okay. and that's one of the most important things. I try not to, um, I, I try not to, to, to steer people away from, from, the general theme of poetry, the general theme of the the lost poets. Every mm-hmm. poet inside the group is completely on their own. Mm-hmm. They they have their their their, their own identity, their own identity, their yeah. their own brand. You yeah. know, and it's it's about fifteen to twenty poems from each from each poet in each mm-hmm. book, okay. um, or maybe a little bit more. And it's it's something that if you if you want a variety, it's I mean one of the main things I thought about when I was putting the book together is I can write a whole book of poetry by myself and right. say, hey look, this is all my my poems and you know try to make them as diverse as possible. But I wanted something where a person can say, hey, I'm going to an open open mic a poetry mm-hmm. night and say, look, I can just pull this book out and read this poem that identify with or I, I identify with me and that spoke yeah. for me. And when it and when it spoke for me what the message to the people was because the streamline is what I was worried about from day one. Mm-hmm. It wasn't something that I was like, okay, well, I just want to be able to write this poem and then people buy it and say, Hey, that was a good poem. Right. Um, Sabrina Eden had this concept and saw the back of the book of the lost poet suicide notes, the first book. Um, it was, it was, um, it was dope. It was like, it was like, Hey, listen, um, we're writing this book. We're trying to we're we're uh, trying to reach out to we're we're gonna donate ten percent of the proceeds to Nami, and and we're trying to reach out to as many people who have um, their own experience with suicide as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the main things that we want to do as a group is donate. Um, I would say not only ten percent, but also um, take the money from the ten percent and put. Not not only ten percent of all the proceeds, but take the money from that ten percent of the proceeds and buy books and donate them directly to high schools because mm-hmm. young people are dealing with um, yeah. mental health issues and different things like that that they don't speak of. Mm-hmm. And so she was completely adamant about it. She she went to some uh, open mic poetry nights and she shared her her own poems. Um, what is it called? Uh, uh, I cannot think of the the something real realism, but that the poem that she shares on YouTube, you can if you buy the book, you can read along with it, and it is very, 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 very dope. Um, she's pouring her heart out, she's communicating, and it's pure art. It's like one of the 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 main things is that you're able to actually um hear the the uh the poem read directly from the mm-hmm. the, the artist right after it's read from the artist um cuz they can really articulate the emotion right. right they can really say it how it is and when it's heard that way it's going to be perceived in the way that they're delivering it Absolutely. which is very heartfelt very moving very passionate so that's a very nice way to you know conduct the audible type move with that plus that's pretty you know do you plan on doing maybe an audible uh with your books because i know that's a pretty popular thing right now i mean i love books so i'm all about it but i i do have a lazy side i don't always pick one up i definitely will put it on you know the audible go for a drive 
um, in my spare time at the gym, whatever, right. I have a chance to listen to it. Cause I, I feel like that is a, a very good balance when somebody's writing that you hear how they want to perceive that and put that out. Right. So is that an option just real quick? Well, to be honest, it's, it is something that I was thinking about. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about putting together. Um, we have an audible book, but we, we do have for the lost poets, suicide notes, a, um, a digital version. Okay, cool. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Cause that would be definitely, you know, the new move. So, um, just real quick as we wrap up, I just want to see if you can get one of the poems up. Uh, you were kind of checking that out and then just moving forward, um, with what you got going on. Um, I want you to share with the viewers again, one more time on where they can find your books. Um, and just what you see for yourself, uh, moving forward and um, the fact that you're helping people through poetry, through similar situations, through pain, through struggle, um, you know, just where you, what your next move is on that. Um, one of my, my next move is um, to, to put out artists. Um, artists is intended to inspire light. As I put these books out, my main concept is just the whole theme of the entire book and what each person can receive from it. So it's meant to inspire light. It's meant to be able to to help out um, each individual for for what they want to accomplish in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually told all the the, the poets um, who are well, do work with me and Daisy, and we had a couple other people who were interested, but they haven't come together mm-hmm, yet mm-hmm. but um i actually told told daisy hey listen what we what we want to do is um we we want to inspire light in uh the universe ultimately we, we want to inspire light in as many people as possible mm-hmm. um she's already put together 20 poems i'm on about 30 so it will be coming out in probably about um it's going to be probably early January where they should look out for, for the book. The new year. Yes. New book, new year. Absolutely. And it's, and it's, it's, it's a very dope, dope book. Um, um, it has, uh, 1920s jazz, jazz pictures in it. Okay. Um, I'm an artist myself. And so one of the main things I did was I, I did some, um, computer graphics on some of the paintings that I put together. Um, it has the, the, the themes are already laid out to um, to just kind of link link together. And one of the poems that I want to be able to share mm-hmm. from the book, I am going to bring it up in just a second. Um, okay. All right. So maybe not. My phone is not charged. Oh, no. <laughs> Dang. It's okay. okay it's okay. okay. Sorry about that. That is completely on me. I, I apologize. No, it's all good. No, I want people to get your book, and and I'm really excited to to get a copy myself because I love the fact that you've taken pain, you've turned it into something. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like how I started. You know, I I took the the pain of losing my brother, and I created something so special that I know that I was put in position to do. And I was terrified, right? You're terrified because you're being vulnerable. You're putting it all out there. You're putting your story out there. You're putting, you know, all this time and and, and wondering like, you know, how's this gonna work? And I remember, you know, kind of going through my own transitions and I was having a bad day. I'm struggling. I'm like, Mm -hmm. damn, you know, what am I doing? And it was basically what popped in my head that I had seen was, you know, if God gave you the purpose for the business, he's going to bring the clients. Right. So if he brought you the purpose for your story, your emotions, right. where you are in your dark place and even in your good places, absolutely, you're going, he's going to bring the readers, right? Amen. He's going to transform lives based off of your story and your writing. So I'm super excited to, to even, you know, be reading what you put out. So Everybody, I really hope you um, get plugged in with his books. He has the third one coming out early next year. January. Um, yeah. So we're going to um, have him rehearse real quick um, how we can find your book and um, all that good stuff. Okay. Sounds good. So um, Amazon.com, Vincent Joseph Osborne third, The Lost Poets. It's a conglomerate, so you can just look for The Lost Poets, The Lost Poets Suicide Notes, The Lost Poets Black in 2019, and also The Lost Poets 
uh, artist that's going to be coming out in January. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm super excited. So um, I really appreciate you coming on. It's so inspiring that, again, taking that pain into power, anybody can do it. Um, you know, it's, it's tough times right now. We are right. in 20, you know, 21, we're in a pandemic, all this craziness is happening. You know, we just hope that, you know, everybody come together. We love one another, Absolutely. show love, uh, be kind, um, all that good stuff. So thank you so much for coming on tonight. I appreciate you. We'll talk in a minute, but everybody else, thank you so much for tapping in. We'll check you next time. Thank you. Hey, what's up? It's Nicole Brewster, also known as Coco. Thank you for tapping into the Elevate Him podcast. Until next time.